Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Today's episode is sponsored by Nutrition Realigned, a holistic health approach that takes you to the top. If you're feeling overstressed, constantly fatigued, and not like your best self, it's time to reevaluate your nutrition and learn how to fuel yourself properly. Head over to Nutrition Realigned and make a plan to reach your health and fitness goals in 2019. Click on the Contact Us form for more information or use code HERINSPIRED for 20% off at checkout. I'm super stoked to bring you guys this episode today. The conversation that I got to have with Aaron Crooks of Raising Outdoors was so enlightening, even for me, just listening to hear how other women have the same kind of ebb and flow battles that I do with overcoming the mom guilt, staying busy, managing time, following your passions, and going through seasons in a way that doesn't have to be flawless. Aaron Crooks is really doing some awesome things in the outdoors for kids, for youth, and for bringing families together. I really appreciate who she is and what she's doing and think that this show will bring a lot of perspective to just who we are as moms. I will give you a little heads up. This show, my cat Hank, if you follow any of my Instagram stories, you will know he is the center of attention, literally as I speak, and he makes several appearances in this episode. So I apologize about his rude not understanding how to be polite when someone's recording and a little bit of the extra background noise. I also want to take a minute to say thank you so much for the endless amounts of support and encouragement and inspiration that I've been receiving from all of you that are chiming in and listening to the show. I am just absolutely amazed by the amount of love that is coming my way and I really can't tell you how much it means to me that what I'm doing is being received and that you're sharing your encouragement with me. It means so much. I want you to know that I read every review and every comment that you guys make, and I can't tell you how important it is for me to hear the feedback and to know that the words that I'm sharing with you, you are soaking up and you are taking hold of and really making changes in your life. That to me feels so good. Today, I want to read an iTunes review that I got. It is from KK and it says, Courtney brings transparency to the table, which is a rarity these days across many social media platforms. The information and experiences she shares is always relatable and reliable. She keeps her journey at eye level with a realistic approach from being a woman, a mom, an athlete, and a hunter. I am so excited, Courtney, that you have taken this leap to further empowering women and men too, and share the good, bad, the beautiful, and the ugly. Keep up the great work. Girl, you are definitely, definitely speaking my language. I'm so thankful that you take the time to leave that review and that you just soak it all up. Like I said, these words are being out here so that that person, that person being you that needs to hear them, will take them 
into consideration, we'll implement them, and we'll literally start living a life so good you can't even realize that it's yours. Thank you again for everybody leaving reviews. It means a lot to me and it definitely helps me grow my platform. My mission is to share as much inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment with women as I can. And you are a huge piece of that puzzle. So if you haven't left a review yet, I would greatly appreciate it if you did. And on to today's episode. Raise Them Outdoors is a top-notch organization on a mission to bridge the gap between families and the great outdoors. So whether you're a veteran outdoorsman or woman, or you're unsure of where to start, Raise Them Outdoors has something for the whole family and encourages everyone to dive in headfirst and experience nature and all that it can offer. The Raise Them Outdoors camps will introduce you to everything from fly fishing to long-range rifle shooting, 3D archery, outdoor survival camps, and lots, lots more. It's really unthinkable to just imagine everything that goes into these camps and the experiences that people will leave with. So if you're interested in more, go to raisemoutdoors.com, R-A-I-S-E-E-M-O-U-T-D-O-O-R-S.com for more information on these camps or to volunteer or make a donation. These are truly amazing and life-changing camps, and I encourage you to get behind them. All right, welcome to another episode of Her Inspired Journey. I am talking to some super fabulous mama right now, Erin uh, Crooks with Raise Em Outdoors, and she is just taking over. She's doing a lot of youth programs, doing camps in uh, multiple states, and she is just somebody I really look up to especially when it comes to getting kids outdoors, which we all know, especially if you've tried that, how difficult it can be. And it definitely changes up the game of hunting. So let me introduce Erin Crooks to the show. Hi, good morning. How, uh, how's it going? It's, it's going awesome. Good. Um, so good to talk to you. And that was super sweet intro. Um, Cause I totally feel the same way about you and look up to you and uh and Stephen both and how much you guys get your kids in the outdoors and just you know everything you guys are just as inspiring well I'm thank just, you I'm I... just someone behind a behind a laptop half the time trying to <laughs> coordinate stuff I feel like I can relate with that half the time I'm like man my my job used to be I was like always one-on-one with clients and always going and always in the gym and all these things and now I'm like I sit in my office most of the time now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but you make such a broader broader impact now, I'm sure, with doing all your online coaching, you know. It it definitely is, yeah. Yeah. Well, just as you know, it's it's in order to get the uh, a message that you care so much about and have so much passion for, you have to be able to like pull yourself out of the things that you used to do to be able to communicate and to put that on a bigger level. Right. And for you, you know, a lot of that is going to be in, in planning these awesome camps that you do. So it definitely takes wearing multiple hats to uh, find that balance with it for sure. Yeah. I think um, in the last year, it's funny how many times I think I've actually sat down and questioned myself because I'm like, gosh, I don't even, I'm like, I am, preaching this lifestyle and like you have to get outdoors and like spend all this time with your family because I, I truly believe in it so much and I'm like but at the same time as the busier that we get I find that I'm working even more um my hunting hunting season was so much shorter last year just everything and I'm like but you know it's just growing pain so because 
you gotta you gotta put in the work to to grow no matter what so it's like I'm, I feel the last year I definitely feel like I've been struggling with balance uh with as raising outdoors grows and then making sure that I'm still you know practicing what I preach basically you are not kidding and I have had that same thought and the same battle and the same conversations you know with my friends and family I'm like you know, especially as a coach that somebody looks up to for all of this information, for fitness, for nutrition, for, you know, keeping your mental health balanced. And there are so many times that I'm like, I've gone a week and I've got maybe one workout. Like last night I did this 10, the boys were reading. And so I thought, okay, they have 10 minutes left of their reading. I'm going to go out in the workout room and I'm going to move my body for 10 minutes. I'm not going to stop until that timer goes off. And And for me, just like you were saying, it's so hard because you feel like, who am I then to be this, this coach that's coaching clients, you know, to push themselves and to be, you know, a hundred percent and all of these things when I'm trying to balancing life, but it truly is just like a seasonal thing, right? You go through times where you can put in 110% and then you go through times where what you're able to give is five minutes or what you're able to give looks really different. And I think it's important to just remember that it's like, that's the season. If you were doing things intentionally, like, you know, not practicing what you preach or not being authentic, then I think it's a little bit different. But if you're just doing the best with what you have, then that's, right. that's where it's at. Yeah, I actually really like that. I like that you say that. That's just the season. <laughs> that actually makes you feel a little better, but it, it's totally true because sometimes um, I feel like one of the things that I've... I've preached a lot about and maybe I just do it with people I work with. Um, when we talk about my why and one of my reasons is I just really believe that parents or guardians or whoever's raising these kids, like their involvement and then being present in their kid's life is like, so such an important thing. Um, and then I find myself working <laughs> a laptop like after dinner until, until it's reading time for us. And then, you know, bath and bed and all that stuff and I'm just like not present for those two hours and I'm like I just it, sometimes I just feel super guilty and I hate it but then it, you know it's I'll try to you know it's the season it's, it's not always like that and I do have to remember that that sometimes it just is is what it is because that's what has to be you know so we have to get done and it does help learning time management and whatnot you know I think I try to work on that as the busier as I get, you know, and I do try to remember my, you know, my big thing about being present. I have to tell myself, okay, we're going to shut the phone off. We're going to shut the computer off. If I have to stay up for two hours after everybody goes to bed, then that's what I need to do. Maybe that's the sacrifice I need to make instead or, you know, however it goes. It, it doesn't help being pregnant right now though. Cause I just want to go to bed at like eight o'clock every night. And so <laughs> for sure. Well, you have a built-in excuse right now. <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it's, it's my busy season right now for sure. Uh, just with camp planning. I feel lucky that during hunting season is like right when camps end. And so even though that's kind of donor season, and so I should be really working on uh, the fundraising aspect of Raising Outdoors, I can, I can really uh, mentally chill out a little bit. Yeah, that's good. It's it's nice how that kind of flows from one thing to the other, and it, it allows you to have, 
you know, that balance with going and being able to do those things yourself and to get Gus outside and to really invest in that way kind of gives you that opportunity. But, you know, you touched on some really, really good points, things that are, I think, one of the number one struggles for parents and for moms is, is figuring out how to do everything on the list you know, whether, you know, that's work and responsibilities and then add to that like personal growth areas, fitness, business, you know, health, mental health and not feel guilty for it. And I really want to dive into like raise them outdoors, but I can't help but just like pause and and acknowledge that that is such a hard and fine line. Right. Figuring out it, where yeah. you have all these things to do in a day. Right. And 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 top priority is being a parent and being present. And but at the same time, there's only 24 hours in a day to get everything done. So where does that time come from? You know, who, yeah. where is that sacrifice? Right. And like you said, you still have to you do have to put in that me time, too, because if you don't take care of yourself in the midst, midst of all those, you know, your kids and your work and everything else, then everything else is still going to suffer somehow. So it's like, you do have to somehow find that, find that balance in a way. I, I don't know if you ever get over the guilt. I kind of wonder if you do. And then I kind of wonder, you know, uh, if you're not feeling guilty, do you care? <laughs> you know, does it, yeah. maybe it's just a, it's just a human, you know, human nature for us to feel guilty no matter what that we're, you know, we feel like we're putting on the back burner. You know, because we want to do our best or be our best, be the best parent or, you know, be present or, you know, put that time into work or whatever it is. So it's always something. It's like, though, you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. So yeah, if yeah. you, if you, you know, feel guilty because you took two hours away from, you know, time with your family, or then you feel guilty because you have, you know, you left clients hanging or there's projects you need to work on, or, you know, it's just, you just have to figure out where everything needs to go. And I actually had a client message me the other day and she said, like, how do I, how do I sit down with the time to get my projects done? And she's writing without with, for one, being able to stay engaged because it's a, a conducive environment for focusing, but two, that I'm not taking away from my family time. <clears throat> and it's like, how do I answer that? You know, all you can do is just go, it's up to every single person to look at their life and what that entails and what that environment's like and what those responsibilities are and figure out where the best time is for you. But it has to be done, right? These things are not just like, you know, trivial, I want to sit down and catch up on Facebook. They're like parts of your life that have to be invested in. Um, and it's, for me, something that I've kind of implemented lately because I don't think that guilt ever goes away. And in fact, as my kids get older, I feel more of it um, just because their lives are changing. And, and I see with an almost 13-year-old and an almost 10-year-old, like their dependence in needing me for certain things changes. They become right. very you know, sure-footed and able to do things on their own. And so I'm like, gosh, not only do I have this mom guilt, but now I'm seeing like that the, you know, the end of the tunnel is them like not really needing my help anymore. So that guilt just kind of multiplies. But I think you just have to make a priority and teach them. Like if you have work responsibilities for one, try to get it done, obviously in times that make sense. But if you have to sit down for a couple hours and work on a project have them invest in themselves somewhere, 
you know, whether that's in reading or, you know, um, diving into history, you know, learning about something that they don't really know about, but is, you know, present in their everyday life, or just something where you can get them to understand that life is an investment. It's an investment in your business and your family and your relationships and, and all of those things. And if they can start doing that now, I think as they get older, their ability to prioritize the things that they need to get done will be greater. Yeah. I wrote, yeah, I like that a lot. That's a really good point too, because that's so true. And, and you do have to, it's a good example for them too, really to see, you know, like, okay, mom's working or whatever. So I'm going to, like you said, they'll work on a project or have them do something. Cause that's what I, Sometimes I'll try to do that with Gus. Like I'll set him up with a project because he's he's six, so he's still like mom, 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 mom all the time for help with everything. But if I can sit him down with like a big color project and stuff like that, because he he does have like a little bit of homework, not much. Um, at the same time and stuff, then yeah, that. I like that because it, it is it's, it's time management and like you said it's prioritizing and it is the little things that we have to be honest with ourselves like the, sitting down to catch up on Facebook like oh, you probably just wasted 20 minutes <laughs> you know of your life on Facebook for you know how many times in a day maybe two three times a day whatever it is yeah and if we can and, and if we're honest with ourselves about the where we're really just wasting our time with just pointless, mindless stuff, then we might find more time in our day as well to uh, prioritize our text. I just got rid of Facebook for that reason. Because for some reason, I don't know why I liked Facebook so much because there's just videos on there. I just, I would scroll Facebook and my whole family's on there. So I would just talk to them all the time. And I was just like, I had to delete it. And I found myself so much more, it's almost embarrassing how much more productive I was after I deleted Facebook. Yeah, but that's a great realization to have because now you've gained time. Like everybody's always saying, how do I get more time in a day? Well, you take it from somewhere, right? Because there's no like adding onto the clock. You just figure out what you're doing that's not a priority and you modify it. Right. Um, I know, I know for me, I'm, I'm the same way, like, I'll have clients say, well, I, I don't have time to work out, but I see you updating your posts and I see your feed and I see these things. And so it's really a matter of I don't have the ability or I don't have the desire to prioritize it. Right. right. If you can't if you can't create that time, you know, in certain healthy parameters, then it's just a matter of reevaluating what you're yeah. doing, what, what you're doing with the 24 hours in a day. Anyways, I just had to have that realization with myself I'm like, I have so much work to do. I work part-time for the school district doing outdoor activities for kindergarten through fifth grade. So that kind of comes in and a chunk of time. It's such a blessing. It's so great to do that. But I'm like, I have to figure out where to make up this four hours in my day. And so I hate mornings. I will just be the first to tell you, like, I am uh, not a mer- 100% with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a morning person. I don't like the word. I don't like getting up when it's dark. But I started getting up at like 5 a.m., And now I have like this extra two and a half hours in the morning of like uber productive time because I'm getting a lot done. It's uninterrupted. Yeah, it's not my favorite time of day, but it's helped to balance out my work, my workload, my family life. I don't have to work when I get off of work now to, you know, interrupt, you know, okay, I'm going to just plow through dinner and then go right to sitting down and writing, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I am. 
I'm with you on a hating mornings, but uh, my husband, he's the same. He there, he does not change even on the weekends. He gets up at five o'clock in the morning. So if he's in town, it's like he's up and he goes to the gym at five in the morning. So I always get up and have my coffee and I try to do the same thing because you, I mean, you get so much done. I get my emails done in the morning. I can get whatever is needed, like, you know, all my computer work for the most part, just out of the way. And then, you know, we wake up the kid and get everybody ready for school and stuff like that. And it's, I hate it too. I've definitely struggled with it the last couple of weeks. Um, cause I just haven't been sleeping great, which, uh, it's probably just pregnant hormone stuff, but man, what a difference it makes. And I'm with you. I hate it. Like there's not one morning that I wake up at five and I'm like, Oh, can't wait to like, it's, it's five o'clock. Like I feel good. Let's go to bed. I'm like, okay, let's go to bed. Cause you're going to have that cup of coffee and it's, you know, it tastes good. You're going to wake up. Like it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just get the heck out of bed. Do not hit snooze. And then by 8.30 in the morning, you have three hours of work done. You know, it's like, it's it's such right. a win. It's such a win. Yeah, right. totally. Good good points there. And we got into a little bit of a rabbit hole, but honestly, it is one of the most I'm pivotal pieces for just figuring out how to like manage life. Because if you don't, you just get overwhelmed, overstressed. You'll start having anxiety. You'll start, start doubting yourself, self-sabotaging yourself. And so if you can kind of put a little perspective into, like you said, Figuring out that time management, making things a priority, really evaluating what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done, and then just be aware of where you're spending your time. It can really help to even things out. Right. Yeah. Let's dive into... Take ownership. Yeah, definitely. Taking ownership is hard, but once you do, you're like, oh, all right, I'm part of this problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's dive into Raise Them Outdoors. Such a cool program. So I had seen you on, I think, Instagram for like a couple years, seen your stuff. I was just always like, oh my gosh, drooling over these uber cute pictures of you and Gus and all these other kids just like getting out, you spending time with them out there, teaching them about hunting and ethics and wildlife and management and all these things. And then oddly enough, last year, I ended up having a, uh, the Maven Optics booth right next to the Raise Them Outdoors booth at the Redmond Sportsman Show in Oregon. And I was like, gosh, this woman looks familiar. And then I put two and two together and I'm like, oh yeah, Aaron with Raise Them Outdoors. So I just have to say, first of all, you're doing amazing things. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to really volunteer so much of your life and all of that entails to give back to our youth. Because it's really scary if you look at where things are going right now with the future of public lands and hunting and conservation and education and, you know, all of those things. So thank you very much for, you know, doing what you do and for having such a leadership heart to, uh, to give back to the kids that really, really, really need this guidance. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's definitely, um, it is a lot of work, but it is super, it's super rewarding. Um, you know, it's growing a lot, you know, and hopefully it's going to continue to keep, keep growing. Uh, but it started, and I always have to remember this, like, how how it started was, uh, it wasn't even to save, like, it's, I'm going to have to say this right, like, everyone's like, okay, so we're going to save the future of hunting with Raised Outdoors, and I'm like, that is, like, definitely a benefit.
benefit that we can help try to save the future of hunting, but it's not the reason that I started it. Um, but there's so many benefits to come with it. And I always have to keep reminding myself like why I started this, which I think I made a post about this the other day. Um, and just, just how important I think it is to spend time out in nature period with your kids and, how much you can learn out there hunting and um, just the discipline that kids can live. Just, just, um, gosh, I'm gonna, I hate when I have to do this. You're gonna have to edit all this out, Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're, you know what? You are authentic and you are living your true heart's passion. And for me, there's, that doesn't have to be flawless. Like, I was really moved, Erin, by your post the other day when you were talking about the very first camp and the investment that you put into it, both with finances and with time and with your heart and how you got to that event. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to quote you on what your post was, but it, it wasn't what you had dreamed or uh, envisioned that it would be. And there for a moment, you had this, this, this like, Ugh, did I, did I fail? Did, right. you know, the vision I had, this is not the vision that I had. I wanted, but you know what you, it's a part of growth, you know, and the oh, yeah. same goes for, for anybody who's leading their, their, uh, mission or their vision or their dream with this passion. It's never going to just happen the very first time and be flawless, right? It's going to be this evolution of exposure and investment and, you said in that post, I think it was your brother-in-law that reminded you, if you touch one child in this camp, if you change the course or the thought, or if you impress upon him some positivity that he or she would not outside have from this, you've done your job. And that's something that I think is super important to remember, but it's really hard to remember that because we have these expectations, right? That set us up for feeling like a failure if things don't exceed what that expectation expectation was yeah we have those expectations and then I almost in a way I often feel like especially as I grow others have these expectations of me as well and so they're like okay so we have to scale raising outdoors we got to figure out you know how we're going to reach more people and what's what are we what's the best way to do this and how do we make it bigger and I'm like oh I want to make it bigger but I want to keep it intimate because I want to have like a true impact I don't want to just have a big impact with 500 kids at one camp. Like I never want it to be over a hundred kids because I want it to be an experience where instructors get to, you know, they know the kids' names in the groups and like they, they have, they remember it because it's just two days at these camps. And so I just want it to be and like a hundred kids. I feel like is max for us at every camp because I want it to be just a real experience, not just this big event it almost feels corporate because it's just like you just show up and you know wander around maybe you'll walk up to this booth and do you know shoot a bb gun and then maybe you'll walk over here and do this but i want to be like as much as we can an intro to the outdoors experience minus the hunting part um because we haven't quite figured out how to put that into camps yet or if we will but um, i want to try to make it's almost like not instead of the biggest pack in, impact in numbers, but like the biggest impact per individual that, individual that we can make, like really show them 
the benefits and all how much fun it is and just how enjoyable it is. Like when you do those camps, you won't see one kid on a phone or an iPad the mm-hmm. entire camp. Maybe it's because we don't have very good service at these camps or <laughs> We keep them so busy, you know, and there's just other kids to play with, and there's so much to do even between stations that everybody's just running around, and they have such a good time, and we don't have electricity, so that we can charge anything, so maybe that's why, but it's so refreshing at these camps, like, just to see these kids be kids and interact, and even the older kids, because I feel like little kids are really good at making friends with everybody and hanging out with everybody, but as you get older... Like, I even notice it when I take my kid to the bus. Um, like, his age, he's six, so all the little kids will all play together. And then I'll see the bus come two hours later or an hour later for the junior high kids, and none of the kids are talking to each other. They all have a phone in their hand, mm-hmm. and they all have headphones on or whatever it is, and they just don't interact. <laughs> and at these camps, you get to see, like, they don't have that. Uh, whatever distraction so everybody interacts and we'll get traditional families at these camps and we'll get non-traditional families at the camps which is really nice and by traditional i mean you know like they group they have a background of going hunting with their family or Mm -hmm. they grew up pretty outdoorsy and stuff and so we've had a lot of cool connections at camps too with kids making friends with other kids and then getting invited to go hunting on their property or something like that, or just go out with their parents and whatnot afterwards, which has been totally, that's, it's really cool to see. Cause they say that's the final, um, the final step in recruitment of the next generation of hunters or, you know, anybody is you actually have to get them out hunting. Like you can do these classes, you can do these camps, but the final step is to actually get them out there hunting get them out there fishing or whatever it is that that makes a lot of sense because if you think about even probably your own experiences growing up I know that you spent a lot of times outdoors hunting you know and just being outside being involved in all of those elements but until you have like you said at 24 you harvested your first animal big game animal and for you that that solidified your involvement as a hunter and who you are as a hunter, right? So it makes sense right. that, you know, you can have this exposure to these kids and you can teach them these skills and you can have this awesome weekend at this camp. But until you go out there and you almost like practice what you learn and you immerse yourself in that, you don't really understand what that means. No, exactly. So you have to, exact, there has to be that final step, which is something we're working hard on. Because um, it's like they come to camp, and, and I think the camps are great. It's like I said, it's an intro to everything. They get to do a 3D archery range. They get to do fishing, fly fishing, rifle shooting. We have skeet now. We have long range rifle shooting. Um, we're doing like a survival class next year. I think we're going to have a uh, hunter's ed course possibly. Um, but they have a great time at camp, and then they go home and then what like what's the mm-hmm. next step it's actually getting outside and you know really like you said immersing into fishing or hunting or whatever it is and so we're working on something um to kind of try to help finalize that step which is going to be part of our membership program that probably won't launch until june and that'll just be like a a tester basically sure. um 
but it's it's going to be that online. It'll kind of be an online education program for kids. But at the same time, we're we're working with a lot of programs to get those families that don't have, don't know anybody, don't have any resources, whatever it is, to get them out on hunting trips and you know, fishing trips and stuff. So I can't. I don't know full details yet, but we're working hard on that. That's Last step. That's super exciting. That's awesome. Have you heard, have you heard of R3? It's, I, it's a program. I have, um, recently. Yeah, I, so they're, they're the one who, they have done all these studies, um, you know, on what really gets hunters out there, you, you know, and that's what, I went to one of their seminars, I think it was a SHOT Show two years ago, and that's what they said, like, they made a huge deal about, like, that, that final step is getting them out there into the outdoors, and so that's what you have to figure out, and that's what you need to focus on, and so it's like the last year, that's what we've been really trying to figure out what to do and how to how to help integrate that into our program more and more which we do have a couple hunts that we will be giving away and sponsoring this year too as well that's fantastic well again I just think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and I know we kind of skipped over some of it people are probably trying to put together the pieces like what is Raise Them Outdoors exactly if they haven't heard of it before so give them just a quick recap of the camps where they're where they're at this year what you have on the schedule so far and then what people can look forward to having or being a part of once they get there so so Race Outdoors Camp is a two-day, two-night uh, camp, and it's for kids of all ages, and the parents come along, because one of the ways we believe in fixing that step of how to get your kids outdoors after camp is bringing the parents along um, so they can be involved with their kids at camp and take them to learn after camp as well. So kids show up at camps. Um, we this year will provide all meals, so all they have to do is show up with tents or RVs or whatever you know, whatever you need for your normal camping supplies. And we have break kids into age groups, and we do all ages because we want the parents to come. So we want to invite the entire family. Mm-hmm. So everything's pretty age specific. So we'll have all of the, you know, say if we say if you can hold a fishing rod, your kid can come. Um, so we'll have like even three-year-olds like in a group with like up to six-year-olds and we'll have them all uh, on BB guns and we have boats small enough for a three-year-old easily and they'll all do archery and then they'll do fishing and stuff and then as the age groups get older we'll have more options for them like we'll always have BB guns to start for kids um, who have never shot a gun just if that's what they want to start with instead of a 22 to be comfortable um, and we'll have the 3D, we have the 3D range at all the camps. So they start, they'll learn, like say the archery, they're there for an hour and a half. They'll go there, they'll do their intro to archery, and then they get to walk like a really cool 3D course. And then they'll switch over to shooting and they'll get to try BB guns or try 22s. And then they'll get to go to fishing for the day and we'll have a lunch break. And then they get to go to just depending by their age group we've introduced long range shooting um we introduced skeet last year and then we do a huge dinner for everybody saturday night we do a big outdoor movie um after dinner saturday night we have a big award ceremony which has been awesome thanks to many many donors who have helped us out with that and uh, it's just a i guess you call it an intro to the outdoors even though we have kids show up to already shoot bows they bring their own bows and stuff like that or have shot and stuff like that so we have advanced 
options for everybody to learn. Like that's why we'll, we do the fly fishing and everything else. And if the parents have never done it, which is super common, I have found out we let the parents step in. So a lot of the parents got to shoot a photo for the first time last year. We've seen a lot of parents learn how to um, fly fish over the last two years. A lot of parents shot a gun for the first time. Like there's just a lot of a lot of firsts for everybody. For the most part, I think the parents sit back and watch, but it's it's pretty cool to see them step up too and say, "Hey, can I shoot that bow?" Or, "Hey, I've never done this. Can I try this too?" Yeah. So that's a super fast just just of camp. Um, we have these camps right now. We're kind of going by region. So we've done a camp. Um, the last two years in Oregon, and we'll have our third third annual camp in Oregon this June. We're going to have, which is going to be in Central Oregon, um, Terrebonne, which is just outside of Redmond. Then we're going to have another camp in Burnett, Texas, which is about an hour and a half outside of Austin. And then we're going to have two camps back here where I'm at in Virginia Beach um, in late fall because it's super hot here, so... And our hunting season doesn't start till November, just about. So we do, we're doing fall camps um, in Virginia. And it's possible we'll have a fall camp in Texas as well. We're working on really developing these camps over the next few years to make them the best that we can make them um, to offer for these families. And so we're sticking with uh, basically your north-south east region and we're gonna get a camp to tie in pretty soon with the midwest hopefully next year for sure that's super cool i love it i'm sure you've had so many different unique experiences especially with being able to involve such a wide range and age group like you can have kids from like you said you can hold a fishing rod to a parent who you know, is there to support their child or really to learn these new skills that maybe has never done any of that themselves. So I'm sure you have a lot of really cool experiences, but what really inspired the idea and the vision of Raise Them Outdoors to, to become what it is right now? Um, you know, I, I live in Virginia Beach and I have been here for like six years, but I grew up in Coos Bay and I spent a little bit of time living in Alaska off and on and I just moved here uh from Kodiak moved from Kodiak to Virginia Beach and I was started working at a gym and I was coaching classes and I was talking to a lot of the members and I think they already knew that I was you know I was always out fishing and taking my kid hunting and stuff and we'd talk about it and all these parents were just like, man, I really like to do that, or I wish I could do that, but I don't know what to do, and I don't know where to go, and I don't know, and I was like, what do you mean you don't know where to go? Like, <laughs> you just go to the lake, and you just go get a fishing rod. Like, I was just like, I was so, I wasn't used to it, because I grew up in more of a culture where, you know, I we were always outdoors, and everybody, we knew we were always outdoors, like, we're always out fishing, or playing in the woods, or whatever it was whether it was Alaska or Oregon. And I just kind of realized that there was this need that parents wanted to take their kids hunting and they wanted to take their kids fishing and they wanted to take them camping or whatever it was, but they didn't know what to do and they didn't know where to go. They didn't even know what a fish and wildlife, you know, what their state DNR was. Mm -hmm. They never even heard of it. And so it just made me think, 
uh, what can I do? Like, how can I reach these people and get these people and get them introduced to, you know, they can learn the basics. And then after that, hopefully they can take their kid fishing after camp because they learned a little bit. They know how to cast and tie a knot and, you know, where to cast and all that stuff. And it just, uh, I just had no clue before, you know, until I moved to, uh, you know, I guess Virginia Beach is a city. It's like half a million people. <laughs> um, so and I just thought, I just wanted to help. I, uh, I just quit. So I quit my job and <laughs> I was like, you know, started, a, started this program and applied for a 501c3 cause I wanted it. I wanted to not just do these camps cause these camps do exist. Um, around the U.S. for sure, especially where you can drop your kid off type of camp, and they're like awesome, expensive. Your kid can actually go out and hunt by the end of these week week long camps and stuff. But I wanted it the parents to be able to come because I realized that the parents didn't know either. Mm-hmm. At least like the parents that I had been meeting and talking to and stuff. So I wanted something where the parents could come and learn and spend that time with their kids and see how you know how valuable and how fun it is to have that time with your kids outdoors and how much more you can be present with your kid together, learning together out there, experiencing it together and just all the rewards from that. And then I wanted it to be affordable at the Mm -hmm. same time was, which is another reason we applied for a 501c3 decided to go the nonprofit route. Um, Cause I grew up pretty, we had like good times, bad times, <laughs> you know, we grew up pretty poor sometimes, sort of poor other times. And, uh, and I, I just know that that financial struggle sometimes can detour people from being able to go experience something like that. You know, if they don't have $300 or $500 to take their kid to camp then they're not going to do it. And that kid's not going to get the chance. So, yeah, that's kind of why we decided to go that route as well. I love that you're doing it outside the box, right? Like, so you saw that there was, you know, something already established, or I'm sure as you started really cultivating this idea, you were like, okay, I'm aware now that there's this program and it's, you know, it includes this, or it's a little bit more extensive, like you said, but then you really just made it this evolution of what you envisioned it to be, the barriers that people would probably have to overcome to go to another, you know, event, like, you know, some of the other ones are, and then your your process for really seeing that person that child that youth that family to the end of it right which is not just the end of the camp when everybody packs up and leaves but it's them taking it to the next step following through going on a hunt learning this new way of life and really opening their their eyes and their opportunities to be able to go out and do these things You know, I think, you know, instead of just going, oh, well, there's something already established and then turning and walking the other way, you already overcame a lot of those hurdles, right, of figuring out how to do it in a way that works for you with your vision. Right. Yeah. And I I think that really a lot of that came from talking to all those parents that I was coaching at the gym because it just made me think, um, you know, this is being done. How else can we do it? Maybe make mm-hmm. a different sort of different sort of impact. And I think those other camps are great. Trust me, I think they're they are 
I've seen so many camps that are I'm super impressed with. I absolutely love it. And I love that it's out there. I actually probably wouldn't have known all those camps were out there until I started researching um, what we were going to do and how to do this. Mm-hmm. I definitely uh, I definitely credit all those all those parents I was talking to about, you know, just to giving me the idea, just like showing me that there was there was a need for this. You know, because I, I was already... I was already doing it with my kid, you know, even self, it started selfishly, to be honest. Like the first time I took my kid hunting was because my, my husband travels 200 days, I think a year, just about for work. And so he was four and I was like, I just want to go hunting this weekend. I was like, well, I just have to take him (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I live 3000 miles away from my family. I don't have a babysitter. I can't, I don't have any help unless I want to pay you know, a couple hundred dollars for a weekend for someone to stay with my kids. I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. We'll just pack up the food and we'll pack warm clothes and whatever it is. Like, I'm just going to take my son. He is four years old. And we had such a good time that it, we, he scared all of the deer away easily. He was so loud. He was just like, I got to experience my first hunting trip through his eyes all over again Mm because he was so excited. And he had so much fun, and he just, oh, it was so cool. Like, even he, even when it, though he yelled when he saw the deer walk out, you know, because we were tree stand, or deer stand hunting down in North Carolina. Like, I didn't even care, because it was just so much fun to experience that with him. And so that's what started me bringing my kid, and then I realized how it was even better than going by myself to experience mm-hmm. that with him. I, even though I still enjoy my my own solo hunts and my me time and stuff like that. And I do make time to do that. I love taking other people now and I love taking my kid hunting now because of how much he enjoys it. And so I had already kind of gotten into that on my, on my own. Um, but I never thought about other people until I started talking, you know, with other parents and other families and stuff like that, you know, and I wanted them to experience what I was experiencing with my kid as well. Yeah. Well, and you, I don't know about you, and I'm sure that you have, but speaking from experience, I have questions all of the time, or I'll receive messages from women, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it'll be men too, going like, how do I break my wife into the outdoors? I really want her to love hunting, but I don't know how to do it in a way that they will enjoy and want to keep coming back. Same thing for moms, like, I didn't grow up hunting, but I want to be able to take my kids or I'm a single mom and I want to be able to show them how do I start. And it's one of those things where it's, it can be very intimidating from the outside, especially if you didn't come up that way. You know, if you don't, if you don't have, you know, a good sense of direction or even know where to start or, you know, understand how to hunt deer or any of those things, it can be really intimidating to even get out there. And I think a lot of other hunters, and there are some just like yourself that are really excited about taking new people out and friends and family and kids, but there's a lot of people that also don't want to do that because hunting is a very personal experience. And so, you know, there's not a whole lot of people that are willing to sacrifice their time or their opportunities to go out and teach somebody else. So... Again, I just think what you're doing is it's it's so needed. There's such a need for that. And, you know, for you to be able to be that first experience, we all know that, you know, first impressions of things are super important. 
And Absolutely. you're, you have the ability to be somebody's first impression to hunting. And that is huge. Right. It, it's crazy to me to think, which I, I know you're right. There are definitely people out, out there who don't, you know, they don't enjoy it or they don't want to, you know, they want, they want to be out there by themselves or they don't want to waste the time taking their wife or whoever it is, their, their kids or their buddy. Um, that kind of even hurt people say that they don't. They're like, well, I don't want any more hunters in the woods or I don't want whatever it is. I was like, gosh, like you would never have this love what you love so much about this if somebody hadn't taken you, mm-hmm. most likely. I know that there's self-taught hunters out there, but most most people had somebody introduce them, whether they were a little kid or they are in their 20s or 40s or whatever it was. You know, somebody took that time to teach you so I just think you know why not pay that forward to somebody else because look how look how much it's benefit your life and look how much you know it's contributed to your life and it's such a probably a big part of your life if you're somebody who's super passionate about it then you know why not take that weekend yeah even if it's just one year or why not come to a camp and like help give that back to somebody so but I have found so many people who do love giving back. We had 60 volunteers at our Oregon camp last year. That's awesome. All, all like big, big outdoor enthusiasts, every single one of them, which I think that's a big thing about our camps too that really makes a difference is everybody who, so far, everybody who's volunteered and came to our camp, they, uh, they're so passionate about it mm-hmm. and it makes such a big difference because they really connect with these kids because they love what they're doing. Like they love teaching the archery. They love, you know, teaching the fishing. And so that makes what a big difference that makes. Well, like, yeah. And you're the environment that you, you know, are allowing them to be a part of and inviting them into are led by people like yourself, like you just said, are so passionate about it. Like what a powerful first experience with those things with somebody who lives and breathes and truly loves not only hunting and the outdoors, but teaching others and introducing them to that way of life. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Every, a lot of people were like, gosh, especially over here, why do you have a camp all the way in Oregon? I was like, well, A, we're trying to make this a, a nationwide reach eventually. B, that's where I'm from. And uh, I have to say, maybe it's because I just have more contacts and I know a little more people in Oregon. I have found the best people back home um, to come help out at camps. So, like, I have found so many passionate people in Oregon. It's It's been really, it, it's inspiring to me, too. Like, everybody else that comes and gives back, uh, it, it's really cool. That's awesome. But I know through this, you know, beautiful evolution of Raise Them Outdoors, there's probably also been times where you're like, what am I doing? Right? You face these hurdles and, you know, the resistance to it. I was actually listening to, um, I try to wake up in the morning with something positive, whether that's a a song or if I read, you know, a motivational blog or something, something to start my day that takes all of those opportunities for those hurdles and just kind of like shuts them up. And this morning, I can't even remember the guy's name. I'll have to put it in the show notes, but his name was Steve something or other. He's an author. And he said, imagine there being a tree. And every time that the sun shines on that tree, there's a shadow. And every time that tree, 
you know, the, the sun shines and it's a new day and that shadow comes out, that's resistance meeting that opportunity for that new day. And there's always going to be resistance with everything we do. Anytime we set a goal or have a vision or decide we're going to step out of our comfort zone, immediately we're going to be faced with resistance. And I know for a lot of people that ends up being like the end all, like it's hard to overcome those things or you may get fed up with you know, reaching that point of resistance too often and feeling defeated with it. What would your piece of advice be for somebody listening in who is going after what they want and finding that resistance? I don't know if I have the best piece of advice because I, I feel like some, sometimes this could be almost a daily struggle for me um, where I'm just like, is what am I doing? Is this worth it? Uh, you know, and I wonder if I'm getting off track and I wonder if my vision is still the same, if I'm still like doing the, doing it for the right reasons and am I staying true to my why, like all of it. Um, and I have really become like this big, I have a lot of problems with anxiety as well. So one of the things, and I don't even know if this is going to answer your question correctly, but that I just do for myself is I, I talk to myself all the time. Like I am constantly like telling my brain to shut up in a like in a way. Cause I, I have, I self doubt so often. It's not even funny to where I think I'm not smart enough. I think I don't, I don't know. I don't know business lingo. So when it comes to like the business side of raising outdoors, I have been struggling so hard. I've been working on the sporting page business plan for, two months almost people tell me that I have to have, um, you know, I have to raise well over $50,000 this year, 60,000. I just have all these things going on and I doubt that self doubt, self doubt. That's my biggest resistance probably. Um, wondering if I'm capable of doing everything that I want to do. And I just have to, I just talk to myself every day. Like it, it, especially if I have my anxiety come up, and I just have to sound like a crazy person, but tell myself, like, nope, not today. Like, this isn't going to happen. You can't actually do this, Aaron. <laughs> like, we can figure this out, you know, and I just have that. I just, even if it's, if at the time it feels fake sometimes because, you know, the self-doubt is so strong, you know, and I'm just sitting there trying to tell myself to shut up that, you know, they say fake it till you make it. Sometimes I say that in a way of telling myself I can do things. It's like, yes, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Like, we'll figure this out. Like, we will time manage. We will whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have great advice. I, I've spent a lot of time, you know, talking with mentors. I think that's been a big, big help for me. I spent a lot of time with uh same thing like podcasts or books and stuff like that that'll really um that I feel like are maybe they're business minded maybe it's self-help minded whatever it is it just helps me get my brain in the place that it needs to be to you know stay on track yeah if any of that makes sense yeah it makes total sense and you know what you're talking about is like whether you put a name behind it or not are positive words of affirmation And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The way you communicate with yourself leads the direction that you're going to go in. 
So you can wake up in the morning and, you know, like we both said, we're not morning people. It's not the, you know, most beautiful time of day for us, but you can wake up and it can be two things. It can either be, I hate my life. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm already overwhelmed. I, you know, blah, 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 negative, negative, negative. Or it can be, I'm going to make the most out of today. I have what it takes. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to do my best. And the way you communicate with yourself, even starting off first thing in the morning is going to lead you in the direction of that day. Excuse me. Yeah. I remember talking Uh, to, I used to be, so I used to put my problems onto my kid as far as in the morning. So we'd wake up usually running kind of late because I wanted to sleep more. We'd be running off to school, hurry up, grab your shoes, grab your this. And, and one day I can't remember if it was a, a book I was listening to, um, or whatever. It was actually after I dropped the kids off to school and we had had another one of those mornings where we're just kind of rushing through it. And they were talking about how the, the tone of your morning will set your entire day. And it is so true. We used to get up and be rushed and be frantic to get out the house on the, at the right time. And I was like, I'm setting my kids up for that that overwhelm immediately stress and anxiety (laughs) yeah and so we really had to change things up and I'll tell you what even in my kids who at the time were you know years younger than they are now it made such a huge difference right because you're waking up with positivity and being refreshed and you know thinking ahead having shoes you know put out by the door and have having everything in place and it makes such a big difference so even if you execute things like waking up with daily affirmations or reminding yourself you know, you do have what it takes and you are worth the effort and you will get it to the finish line or reminding yourself that you're worth the effort. And though there may be struggles and though there may be, you know, resistance that comes up, you'll keep putting in the effort to get to the other side. Right. And I think when you, you get in that, if you get yourself in the habit of that, it can really play off in those days that you are still late because just for example, today I was late this morning getting my son to school and I was stressed for a hot second and I was just like, forget it. <laughs> like we're already late. Like I'm not going to be a crazy person right now. Like we're going to be, we're just going to keep this morning going. We're going to, I'm going to still eat breakfast before, or he's going to still eat breakfast before he goes to school. I will take him to school today, like whatever. And I, my I calmed down, like my, uh, you know, it calmed my brain down. I wasn't stressed out after that. My kid wasn't feeling the stress of like, oh my God, really? You have to get in the car and like eat this granola bar on the way, whatever. It was just like, ah, you know. Yeah. Not, not what we have planned for today. Like, nor, you know, obviously, this almost feels like a Monday, but it's okay. Like, yeah. You're still going to go, you're still going to get to school. You're going to be 10 minutes late today. Like, it is what it is. So I, I totally think you're, that you're right. And um, it, my biggest piece of encouragement along with yours with positive words of affirmations and, you know, just really staying in tune with yourself is to make a plan. You know, don't don't try to wake up every day and just free for all. You know, try to wake up with uh, positive intention and set the course of the day because, it's just like that time management thing, kind of looping it back to that. Like you will get so much more done if you are driven with a specific direction rather than just waking up and hoping everything happens and gets done, you know? So yeah, I agree. I actually was listening to your podcast 
one of, I don't know which show it was, the one of the one or two, um, or one or three the other day when I was walking and you were talking about lists. Uh-huh. Well, you talked about making a list and yep. I was like, you know, I need to get back to that because I was having, wasn't having a very good day um, when I was complaining to Justin about something and uh, I was just starting to think about it and I was listening to your show and I was like, yep, like she's 100% right. Like I have totally lost my time management and I totally lost like my prioritizing and uh I started getting back on that that list from that day actually and it 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 does make a difference good good well yeah just implementing that sometimes will just give you perspective too you know I think one of the things that I battle the most often is overwhelm you know, having a lot on my plate and everything is, is what I want to be doing. And it's all, you know, what I feel like I'm led to do. But sometimes those things, even if you're passionate about them can overwhelm you. And so if I just stay true to the, to the list and realizing that not all of it has to be done right now, I can usually keep a much more even keel approach to things. So I'm really glad that you have implemented that. I hope that it helps a lot, especially with these projects and, you know, being a mom and having a baby on the way and, you know, giving back to the community and having this, you know, awesome uh, Raise Them Outdoors program, I just think, you know, can be really helpful for being more productive and taking more out of life, which is one of my biggest passions is making sure people have everything they want. They're really, you know, fulfilling those dreams and desires to, to you know, reach new levels and to do new things. So, um, man, I just love having you on here. I could probably talk to you forever about all of these things. Oh, yes. I know, right? Lots to talk about. But if people want to get in touch with you, Erin, or if they want to, you know, do donations for Raise Them Outdoors or get more information or sign up for a camp or volunteer, where can they get in touch with you and Raise Them Outdoors? So we have our website, which is raisemoutdoors.com. We have a contact form on there, which goes straight to my email. Or we have Instagram. Um, we have Facebook. I'm super terrible about checking the Facebook, especially since I don't have a, my own personal one anymore. Um, so I'd say Instagram or website is easily uh, the best way to contact me. Awesome. Well, it's always a pleasure to get on and talk to you. I definitely encourage people to reach out, send you a message, contact, get involved, sign up for a camp, go and see what Raise Them Outdoors is all about. This is an awesome episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.